Chapter thirty five of California Sketches by Oscar Penn Fitzgerald. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter thirty five Buffalo Jones. That is what the boys called him. His real Christian name was Zachariah. The way he got the name he went by was this he was a Methodist and prayed in public. He was excitable, and his lungs were of extraordinary power when fully aroused his voice sounded it was said like the bellowing of a whole herd of buffaloes it had peculiar reverberations rumbling roaring shaking the very roof of the sanctuary or echoing among the hills when let out at its utmost strength at a camp meeting this is why they called him buffalo jones it was his voice there never was such another in ohio he was a blacksmith and a fighting man he had whipped every man who would fight him in a whole tier of counties he was converted after the old way that is to say he was powerfully converted a circuit rider preached the sermon that converted him his anguish was awful the midnight hour found him in tears the ohio forest resounded with his cries for mercy when he found peace it swelled into rapture he joined the church militant among the methodists and he stuck to them quarrelled with them and loved them all his life he had many troubles and gave much trouble to many people the old adam died hard in the fighting blacksmith his pastor his family his friends his fellow members in the church all got a portion of his wrath in due season if they swerved a hairbreadth from the straight line of duty as he saw it i was his pastor and i never had a truer friend or a severer censor one sunday morning he electrified my congregation at the close of the sermon by rising in his place and making a personal application of a portion of it to individuals present and insisting on their immediate expulsion from the church he had another side to his character and at times was as tender as a woman he acted as class leader in his melting moods he moved every eye to tears as he passed round among the brethren and sisters weeping exhorting and rejoicing at such times his great voice softened into a pathos that none could resist and swept the chords of sympathy with resistless power but when his other mood was upon him he was fearful he scourged the unfaithful with a whip of fire he would quote with a singular fluency and aptness every passage of scripture that blasted hypocrites reproved the lukewarm or threatened damnation to the sinner at such times his voice sounded like the shout of a warrior in battle and the timid and wondering hearers looked as if they were in the midst of the thunder and lightning of a tropical storm i remember the shock he gave a quiet and timid lady whom i had persuaded to remain for the class meeting after service fixing his stern and fiery gaze upon her and knitting his great bushy eyebrows he thundered the question sister do you ever pray the startled woman nearly sprang from her seat in a panic as she stammered hurriedly uh, yes sir yes sir she did not attend his class meeting again at a camp meeting he was present and in one of his bitterest moods the meeting was not conducted in a way to suit him he was grim critical and contemptuous making no concealment of his dissatisfaction the preaching displeased him particularly he groaned frowned and in other ways showed his feelings 
at length he could stand it no longer a young brother had just closed a sermon of a mild and persuasive kind and no sooner had he taken his seat than the old man arose looking forth upon the vast audience and then casting a sharp and scornful glance at the preachers in and around the stand he said you preachers of these days have no gospel in you you remind me of a man going into his barnyard early in the morning to feed his flock he has a basket on his arm and here come the horses nickering the cows lowing the calves and sheep bleeding the hogs squealing the turkeys gobbling the hens clucking and the roosters crowing they all gather round him expecting to be fed and lo his basket is empty you take texts and you preach but you have no gospel your baskets are empty here he darted a defiant glance at the astonished preachers and then turning to one he added in a milder and patronizing tone you brother sim do preach a little gospel in your basket there is one little nubbin down he sat leaving the brethren to meditate on what he had said the silence that followed was deep at one time his conscience became troubled about the use of tobacco and he determined to quit this was the second great struggle of his life he was running a sawmill in the foothills at the time and lodged in a little cabin nearby suddenly deprived of the stimulant to which it had so long been accustomed his nervous system was wrought up to a pitch of frenzy he would rush from the cabin climb along the hillside run leaping from rock to rock now and then screaming like a maniac then he would rush back to the cabin seize a plug of tobacco smell it rub it against his lips and away he would go again he smelled but never tasted it again i was resolved to conquer and by the grace of god i did he said that was a great victory for the fighting blacksmith when a melodeon was introduced into the church he was sorely grieved and furiously angry he argued against it he expostulated he protested he threatened he stayed away from church he wrote me a letter in which he expressed his feelings thus san jose eighteen sixty dear brother they have got the devil into the church now put your foot on its tail and it squeals z jones this was his figurative way of putting it i was told that he had on a former occasion dealt with the question in a more summary way by taking his axe and splitting a melodeon to pieces neutrality in politics was of course impossible to such a man in the civil war his heart was with the south he gave up when stonewall jackson was killed it is all over the praying man is gone he said and he sobbed like a child from that day he had no hope for the confederacy though once or twice when the feeling ran high he expressed a readiness to use carnal weapons in defense of his political principles for all his opinions on the subject he found support from the bible which he read and studied with unwearying diligence he took its words literally on all occasions and the old testament history had a wonderful charm for him he would have been ready to hew any modern agog in pieces before the lord he finally found his way to the insane asylum the reader has already seen how abnormal was his mind and will not be surprised that his storm-tossed soul lost its rudder at last but mid all its veerings he never lost sight of the star that had shed its light upon his checkered path of life 
he raved and prayed and wept by turns the horrors of mental despair would be followed by the gleams of seraphic joy when one of his stormy moods was upon him his mighty voice could be heard above all the sounds of that sad and pitiful company of broken and wrecked souls the old class-meeting instinct and habit showed itself in his semi-lucid intervals he would go round among the patients questioning them as to their religious feeling and behavior in true class-meeting style dr shirtliff one day overheard a colloquy between him and dr rogers a freethinker and reformer whose vagaries had culminated in his shaving close one side of his immense whiskers leaving the other side in all its flowing amplitude poor fellow pitiable as was his case he made a ludicrous figure walking the streets of san francisco half shaved and defiant of the wonder and ridicule he excited the old class leader's voice was earnest and loud as he said now rogers you must pray if you will get down at the feet of jesus and confess your sins and ask him to bless you he will hear you and give you peace but if you won't do it he continued with growing excitement and kindling anger at the thought you are the most infernal rascal that ever lived and i'll beat you into a jelly the good doctor had to interfere at this point for the old man was in the very act of carrying out his threat to punish rogers bodily on the bare possibility that he would not pray as he was told to do and so that extemporized class meeting came to an abrupt end pray with me he said to me the last time i saw him at the asylum closing the door of the little private office we knelt side by side and the poor old sufferer bathed in tears and docile as a little child prayed to the once suffering once crucified but risen and interceding jesus when he arose from his knees his eyes were wet and his face showed that there was a great calm within we never met again he went home to die the storms that had swept his soul subsided the light of reason was rekindled and the light of faith burned brightly and in a few weeks he died in great peace and another glad voice joined in the anthems of the blood-washed millions in the city of god End of chapter thirty five